Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Thursday of the 19th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father. Bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts, the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord was addressed to me as follows. Son of man, you are living with the rest of rebels who have eyes and never see, ears and never hear, for they are a set of rebels. You, son of man, pack an exile's bundle and emigrate by daylight when they can see you. Emigrate from where you are to somewhere else while they watch. Perhaps they will admit then that they are a set of rebels. You will pack your baggage like an exile's bundle by daylight for them to see and leave like like an exile in the evening, making sure that they are looking. As they watch, Make a hole in the wall and go out through it. As they watch, you will shoulder your pack and go out into the dark. You will cover your face so that you cannot see the country, since I have made you a symbol for the house of Israel. I did as I have been told. I packed my baggage like an exile's bundle by daylight, and in the evening I made a hole through the wall with my hand. I went out into the dark and shouldered my pack as they watched. The next morning, the word of the Lord was addressed to me as follows. Son of man, did not the house of Israel, did not that set of rebels, ask you, what you were doing. Say, the Lord says this, 
This oracle is directed against Jerusalem and the whole house of Israel, wherever they are living. Say, I am a symbol for you. The thing I have done will be done to them. They will go into exile, into banishment. Their ruler will shoulder their pack in the dark and go out through a, through the wall. A hole will be made to let him out. He will cover his face rather than see the country. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. They put God to the proof and defied him. They refused to obey the Most High. They strayed as faithless as their fathers, like a bow on which the archer cannot count. Do not forget the works of the Lord. With their mountain shrines they angered him, made him jealous with the idols they served. God saw this and was filled with fury. He utterly rejected Israel. Do not forget the works of the Lord. He gave his ark into captivity, his glorious ark into the hands of the foe. He gave up his people to the sword in his anger against his chosen ones. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Let your face shine on your servant and teach me your laws. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter went up to Jesus and said, Lord, how often must I forgive my brother if he wrongs me? As often as seven times. Jesus answered, Not seven, I tell you, but seventy-seven times. And so the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who decided to settle his accounts with his servants. When the reckoning began, they brought him a man who owed ten thousand talents. But he had no means of paying, so his master gave orders that he should be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions to meet the debt. At this, the servant threw himself down at his master's feet. Give me time, he said, and I will pay the whole sum. And the servant's master felt so sorry for him that he let him go and cancelled the debt. Now, as this servant went out, he happened to meet a fellow servant who owed him 100 denarii. And he seized him by the throat and began to throttle him. Pay what you owe me, he said. His fellow servant fell at his feet and implored him, saying, Give me time, and I will pay you. But the other would not agree. On the contrary, he had him thrown into prison till he should pay the debt. His fellow servants were deeply distressed when they saw what had happened, and they went to their master and reported the whole affair to him. Then the master sent for him. You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours when you appealed to me. Were you not bound then to have pity on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And in his anger, 
the master handed him over to the torturers till he should pay all his debt. And that is how my heavenly Father will deal with you, unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. Jesus had now finished what he wanted to say, and he left Galilee and came into the part of Judea, which is on the far side of the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so we're kicking on with the prophet Ezekiel. Um, And we've kind of hit a bit of a turning point in the book. You see, we heard yesterday about this vision of the glory of the Lord leaving the temple and leaving Jerusalem, um, and about the terrible destruction that awaits Jerusalem because of the unfaithfulness, um, particularly of uh, the priests and leaders of the city. But the warning is still there. Turn around and be faithful. Now, remember as well that Ezekiel's actually already in exile. He's already in Babylon, and the ones to whom he's speaking are the exiles in Babylon. He's calling to faithfulness the ones who are already away from Jerusalem. Um, And yet this is still important because it goes to the covenant. It's not just about the people who are in Jerusalem. It's about everyone who belongs to the people of God. Because Jerusalem is home for everyone who belongs to the people of God. And, you know, if they're hoping to go back from exile, then they've got to be faithful to God. They've got to learn how to live in his holy presence. They've got to learn how to be in right relationship with him. Um, And I think this becomes an interesting point then for us because, you know, we also recognize that our life, it's it's still one of exile. Um, You know, we're not in God's holy presence yet. We're not in the heavenly Jerusalem. We're we're still a little bit in Babylon. Uh, And the prophet then is speaking to us that, look, you want to get home? You want to live in God's holy presence? Be faithful. So at the end of the vision that Ezekiel has of the glory of the Lord leaving the temple and Jerusalem, it's not a final repudiation of the covenant. It's not, you know, God kind of walking off in a half and going, well, if you're going to be busy about idolatry, fine. Get you people and your covenant. Because, um, you know, chapter 11, um, this, this vision, it finishes with a promise. Listen to this. The Lord God says this, Yes, I have sent them far away among the nations, and I've dispersed them to foreign countries. And for a while I have been a sanctuary for them in the country to which they have gone. The Lord God says this, I'll gather you together from the peoples. I will bring you back from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. They will come and purge it of all the horrors and filthy practices. I will give them a single heart and I will put a new spirit in them. I will remove the heart of stone from their bodies and give them a heart of flesh instead, so that they will keep my laws and respect my observances and put them into practice. Then they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Isn't that consoling? Especially after hearing of destruction and bloodshed and defeat and exile. God's not done with Israel. Um, But it also highlights, well, the real problem here, the problem is having a heart of stone, a 
heart that is closed to the action of God, a heart that is cold to the faithfulness of the relationship with God of the covenant. It's what God wants to fix. But this is where we come to the first reading for today from the prophet Ezekiel. Um, having heard this, you know, kind of consoling word of restoration, he goes straight back to judgment. God's not done in judging Israel and in judging its neighbours uh, and in judging the whole world. Why? Because as we heard, look, you're living with a set of rebels. They have eyes and never see, ears and never hear. In other words, they've got these hearts that are made of stone, these hearts that are insensitive, eyes that refuse to see. See, And see, this is the problem. The problem's not they're blind. They've got eyes. The problem's not that they're deaf. They've got ears. It's that they refuse to be open to the work of God and to faithfulness to the covenant. So Ezekiel gets commanded to do a kind of pantomime. You need to make sure that the people see you do this action because the action speaks louder than the words. The, you know, you can, you can tell them, but better to show them. So there it is. Pack up your stuff, make an exile's bundle, and then leave in the evening. Uh, and remember, you know, he's talking to exiles. He's talking to people who've already had to go to Babylon. Um, and, and so they know the pain of exile. They know what it means to put together an exile's bindle and have to leave home. And so the warning is, it's all going to happen again. But this time, it's going to be so much worse. Think about making a hole in the city wall to escape. Um, it's at the siege that the Babylonians are going to lay against Jerusalem. Um, and a siege, of course, you know, around the city walls, your enemy just camps out. You can't get out. And you, they basically starve you out uh, to the point where you've actually just got to break down your own wall in order to try and escape. But all you do, of course, is go straight into the hands of your enemy. Ezekiel then gets told that he, you know he's got to leave at night uh, and he's got to cover his face because being carried off into exile, you're not going to be able to see the countryside. Now, again, we're talking about prophecy here, so um, you've got to throw in a bit of a spoiler alert into how it turns out. Uh, so at the siege of Jerusalem, um, Zedekiah, who's, who's in charge, the king, He's going to try and make a run for it. So he's going to bust through the Jerusalem wall at night. He's going to try and escape past the Babylonians, uh, but he's going to get caught. And they are going to kill his sons, and they are going to put out his eyes, and then they are going to carry him into exile to Babylon. And so you can see this sort of prophetic action that Ezekiel is performing 
already in Babylon, calling the people to repentance, calling the people to live in right relationship with God, because this is what happens when you turn your back on God who is life. This is what happens when you turn away from God who is your God. And so all the while, Ezekiel is saying to these exiles who are already in Babylon, look guys, if you want a home to return to, you've got to be faithful to God. Now, while all of this is going on, there are a bunch of false prophets um, among the exiles who are just saying, oh, look, guys, look, in no time we'll be back. Yeah, don't listen to Ezekiel. Don't worry about all of that stuff. You know, the exile's coming to an end. They start sowing false hope. Uh, and, and, you know, the people just, they go on their merry way. All right. So, you know, this is all very interesting as far as history goes. But what does it mean for us? Look, I think spiritually, we've got to acknowledge, we've got to, we've got to discover for ourselves that sin is exile. You know, we think we get what we want when we turn away from God. You know, we think that we're finding freedom. But all we're doing is we're losing our home. Because God is our home. There's a lot left in this story with Ezekiel, and um, you know, over the coming days, we'll we'll, we'll follow it. Um, but at least at this moment, to renew our desire to live in God, to have this soft heart, not a heart of stone, not to have eyes that refuse to see or ears that refuse to hear, but instead to find in God our resting place our true home. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey 
as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test. And deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father. Amen.